Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joining us right now on the fan in New York, all the way from L.A., man, I just like this guy. I appreciate this guy. I'm a fan of this guy. And I was before I even got the chance to meet him. It's Steven Nelson on the fan. And, like, this guy is a year younger than me, but where his career is going and his trajectory, like, he's one of them ones. He's calling the Dodgers games. He was on MLB Network doing intentional talk with Kevin Millar, and that's where I got to cross paths with him. I saw him on ESPN one night. I was going to text him late, like, bro, you're killing it. You're on ESPN (laughs) West Coast. Steven, thanks for taking the time to join us tonight. Hey, Cam, I appreciate the vine, brother. It's it's great to, to finally link up. And um, look, what people should know is like, you know, I think we're friendly. I wouldn't say that we're like best friends, right? So I've always appreciated the the, the mutual respect we've had for each other, um, not just in our careers, but in our life. And um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm cheering from you, for, cheering for you from, from California. So it's a two-way street, brother. Yeah, I'm just somebody that roots for people and like, if I see somebody like yourself, like I, I watched Intentional Talk back when it was Chris Chris Rose on there. So when you yeah. stepped in, I'm rooting for you to do well. And I, I see the internet chatter. People hate on everybody. I get hated on mm-hmm. a ton. And I'm just like, whatever. You guys are doing nothing. You're always hating on the people doing something. So I was rooting <laughs> for you. I started watching you on there. And I'm like, this guy is smart. He's funny. He's timely. He knows his baseball. I like this guy. And then I got to see you at MLB Network. So, you know, when you break that wall of like, okay, seeing someone in person – it gives you even more of a level of like, cool, he's a real dude. And then when you got elevated to call the Dodgers games, I'm like, this guy is going to keep winning. Obviously, you're on Sports Center as well. I'm a diehard ESPN Sports Center guy, like grew up on it. I just, I yeah. think the world to you, man. And I wouldn't say that on air, on air for everyone to hear if it wasn't 100% true. And, and hey, man, that's, and that's why I wish you could see the smile on my face. It, uh, that really means a great deal. Uh, you, you, were, uh, you were there for me at at like the darkest point of my professional life. So, and again, you, when you didn't have to, you didn't, you don't, you didn't know me like that. And so for you to reach out the way you did and, um, and kind of stand next to me like that, it's, it's something I will cherish forever and and be forever indebted for. So, um, thanks for saying that. And, um, yeah, man, I'm excited for, for another year calling the Dodgers and, and hopefully hope I would like to see these two teams, They'll definitely cross paths in the regular season in the Bronx, which I'm pumped for. But you know, I would I would love to see it happen in October. Yeah, let's get to the Dodgers and the Yankees and that stuff in a second. But for the audience that that doesn't know, that might not be aware of Stephen or myself, and 
uh, what he's talking about. Back in September of 2022, I, I just kind of teased this for you guys. When Judge was going on his historic home run chase for the AL home run record, um, Apple TV had the Friday night games, and those games yeah. get, get chosen so far out you know, there's no way to know that Aaron Judge is going to be potentially hitting 60, 61, or 62 when they give him a Red Sox-Yankees game, but they want those games because those are premium games. So I just remember all of Yankees Twitter just being so nasty and so negative, and I said this. I said, I'm excited for Steven Nelson, Katie Nolan, and Hunter Pence. The three of you guys were on Apple TV calling the game, which you guys got hated on for that, and I always thought that was good. I just like baseball growing the game and trying new things. And I said, I'm excited for them to get this opportunity tonight. They'll be on Apple TV. History may or not may or may not happen, but I hope it does. Yeah. I said, everyone's got to relax. Enjoy your Friday. We're blessed, man. It's going to be a great <laughs> night in the Bronx. And then I went to the game, and I was up there in the booth with John and Susan, and I saw you guys, mm-hmm. and, and Judge didn't even hit a home run. <laughs> yeah. He hit, he hit one, like, to the moon, but then it came down in, in, uh, in fair territory and uh, the, the highest flyout I've seen to date. And your heart dropped. Game. You're like, oh, it's happening. Here it comes. Um, brother, I was just, man. So, all right. So, I appreciate it because you, 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 um, you approached that with, like, a level head and, and objectivity. There was so much that people didn't know then and still don't know now about that whole operation and sort of kind of what we were asked to do versus what baseball fans are accustomed to. Like, right, changes, it goes against everything in human nature, right? People like what they like. And we all know that as individuals. And you dislike what you dislike. And that's okay. Um, change is really difficult in all aspects of life, but I would say especially so when it comes to the sport of baseball, right? We, any minuscule rule change is like torn apart and ripped to shreds, yep. let alone like massive changes in, in the game or consumption habits. And that's what happened in 2022 with the uh, inaugural season uh, of Friday Night Baseball for Apple TV. And our crew was put together for and asked to provide an alternative experience. They did not want a traditional broadcast of a baseball game. They wanted a podcast during a baseball game. Right. And um, that again, so not only are you taking away each fan base's respective announced teams, you know, through whom they are connected to the team. Right. So in the Yankees case, everyone is tuning in every single game and listening to, to Michael K or Ryan Rucco and Coney and Paul, right? Those are the people, and, and Meredith, that, that is the fabric that connects generations of fans to the team. Like the players and the coaches, they change, but the broadcast boost, for, by and large, they stay the same. So you're removing that every single week for two fan bases, and you're changing up how the product is delivered. Like that's a, it's a lot to handle, and I would say too much to handle, and that's um, it, that proved to be the case. Now, again, fans weren't aware of that. And I don't, I, it got to the point where I don't think fans cared to know about that. Like it became sort of like, um, the, the thing to do was to just bomb on us. And I'm not saying we weren't, um, it wasn't fair to cr- criticize us. That's not what I'm saying, but I think that it was done m- mostly in a way from a place of ignorance. Yes. Um, okay. so that, that, that's that, but look, man, like, when I say it was like the darkest time of my professional life, not to like bloviate about me personally, because people listening on the fan right now, they're like, who, who gives a damn? I don't care. But just to give context to that, it was 
like I heard, I was aware of all the heat on us. Right. And like being a punching bag every single week, like it does something to you, especially like when you want to do good work and you're trying really hard. Yep. But then when you hear that noise, it gets louder. You're human. You have eyes, you're you human, read, bro. you have ears, you hear. It's hard to just block it out. And they tell us all the time, oh, just ignore the haters. Oh, just block out the negativity. Yeah. How? It's, 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 it's a hell of a lot easier said than done. And I, and, I, and I thought like in the moment I was doing a decent job of it. In hindsight, I was awful. And I was putting so much water in the wrong buckets. And so then I'm trying to be, as a broadcaster, what I think people want as opposed to, like, being myself. And, like, to use that cliche, like, you're, you know, you're gripping the bat too tight or gripping the club too tight or whatever, holding the ball too tight. Um, and it's like quicksand. Like, the harder I was trying to be this perfect version of a broadcaster, the more I was losing myself and the more I was making mistakes. Like, I remember, like, shoot, the, the – calling Aaron we see Booney on the screen that night and I like call him Aaron Judge or yep. you know it's just like little things like that where you're like you obviously no he's so not hard. Aaron Judge but you misspeak yeah. because of the pressure a hundred percent right and so I think like now that I'm removed from that um and for anybody like uh, who is listening like and going through something I, I'm really intentional about growing through something instead of going through something right so like in hindsight like all that heat and all that pressure and all those mistakes, I'm better for it. Right. And, yes, um, and so just trying to kind of live through that now. And, um, yeah, but so it's like, it sucked, it sucked going through it. Uh, but now just trying to grow through it. And you won. And, and I'm happy that you won. Let's talk about going from, um, I'm not sure where, where you lived when you were around here going to, uh, one heart's way and see caucus to do uh, MLB network. But let's talk about going from New York to LA. That's the dream. My, yeah. my sister lives in West Hollywood. Uh, she's actually here today. I, I picked her up today and she's staying in the city doing some work and partying. Nice, she moved to LA, took a one way flight and she's literally never coming back. So how has that been? How's <laughs> it? And I know you're from out there. How's that been going yeah. from living out here and where'd you stay out here to now going back to LA? So I was in New York, New Jersey for almost a decade, man. Like I, I moved out there in 2014 and I was working for Bleacher Report. And at that time, like when I first got out there, I wasn't making much. So I was staying with a family friend, um, on 125th and like between Broadway and St. Nick. Um, and then, and then I moved up to 143rd. Uh, and so I was, I was there, I got engaged there, um, so I, you know, I got love for, for New York for a variety of reasons. And, um, and then once I joined MLB network in 2018, that's when I hopped across the river. And then it was kind of like, it was like Jersey city. And then it was yep. Weehawken and then bouncing around, but yeah, the jewel of the Meadowlands, uh, sea caucus, New Jersey. So <laughs> leaving there, it, it was tough, man. Cause I got to the point in my life and career where I thought like New York, New Jersey, that was, that was going to be home because you know, everything, like you said, like it's the number one media market in the world so many like every single network is is rooted on the east coast so i just thought like i was going to be there and you know my wife um worked for for nbc at 30 rock so it was like you know we, we were we were good and then the dodgers called out of nowhere again when i thought like i was i was going to step away from play-by-play -play and and just stick to studio hosting and uh I, and then they called and i'm like what why why are you calling this is for for what for me to do play-by-play -play or did are you, are you stupid? Um, and, uh, <laughs> so, so them, them giving me this opportunity, not just to, to, to work for one of the more storied franchises in all of sport, uh, but 
an opportunity to come home to, to the West Coast. You know, I, I was born in Long Beach and, and, and grew up south of L.A. And so being back around family again, man, like, you know, family first, it's always over everything. And so it's just been really good for the soul. Um, in addition to being a lot of fun, you know, calling calling baseball games for, for a team that wins a lot. So um, it's, uh, again, just trying to earn the blessings, man, because there's been, there's been too many of them the last, last couple of years. It's time for Dodger baseball. <laughs> R.I.P. Vince Scully, man. That's another New York to California, Fordham to yeah. California guy, and he's a legend, and I don't think there's one baseball fan or one broadcaster that doesn't absolutely love Vin and, and just how iconic he was calling games. And, I mean, man, you get to step in the Dodger Stadium and do that. You get to illustrate the game mm. for people. You get to, you know, get on that microphone for those fans. They lead the league in attendance. That stadium being renovated after uh, 2020 when they were supposed to have the All-Star game, I mean, they did have the All-Star game in 2022. I got to go out there. I'm like, this place is nuts. I call it the theme yeah. park of ballparks. It's like Disneyland for <laughs> baseball. Uh, yeah. Tell us tell us about the experience last year, your first year getting to call the Dodgers games, and congrats on being, you know, breaking uh, barriers and trans setting, being a, an Asian-American and being the first to get to do that. I know we spoke about uh, Sweeney Murdy and how much respect yeah. we have for Sweeney Murdy. Obviously, me being a black dude, like we just understand what it means to be the first and to transcend and get to do those things. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I was, Sweeney, he, he's a trailblazer, and I've, I've said as much to him. Uh, he was. We got to work together a lot when I was at the network and just an immense amount of respect and admiration for what he's done, uh, what he has endured. Um, and yeah, I think that's the most important thing is, you know, it's not just about us, right. And what we do, it's about who's next. Um, and making sure that the, the road they walk on is a little bit smoother than the one we've had. Right. And that, that's what it should be about for everybody. Of course. Um, uh, pu- pushing things forward. So, I mean, you talk about Mr. Scully, and, you know, I, I never had the, the fortune or privilege of meeting him, but like every single baseball fan, it, you, you grew up knowing his legend and, you know, he is just like a timeless melodic voice and it was so gentle yet authoritative. He, I mean, he's, he's the class of this business, um, not just in my opinion, but in the eyes of, uh, of, 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 of many others. Right. And, um, he just felt familiar and that was his gift. That was his magic. So walking into Dodger stadium for the first time and you walk into the Vin Scully press box, right. It's, yep. it's named after him. And then you walk into the booth and you sit down in the chair that he sat in and you put on the headset that he wore. It's, like you talk, Keith. I know you, you you talk about this all the time. The pinstripes are heavy. Like that headset was heavy. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with, I can I'm imagine. Be honest with you, man. I can actually so it, imagine. I, I yeah, love so that it, I get to talk to John Sterling and I get to see John Sterling. You know, oh, oh I, I I geeked out meeting John and Susan for the first time. So like, it, yeah, it's like you know when you when you're sort of in that space, you kind of you know the the heavyweights, right, and the and the legends and the people who stand the test of time like that, and so. It's just approaching each and every day with a reverence for that spot and recognizing the history that comes with those headsets and understanding the responsibility that that brings, you know, and, and, and just trying your best to, to uh, be true to that and, um, 
it, it was it was a lot of fun, man. I, that, that that first last year, you know, being the first year, uh, it, the team started off slow, and everyone was giving me a hard time. Like they were five hundred basically going into uh, into June. Um, and they got like, super oh, hot. They yeah, they're like eleven oh, game win streak. Get, yeah, you get here and the team stinks now, and I'm like, oh no, like this is yeah. bad. I you're, you're that powerful. Yeah, you have that <laughs> yeah, much power. A hundred percent. So, and then and then they turned it on, had an historic August, and you know, ended up winning a hundred games again. You know, certainly the the postseason uh, wasn't great, uh, but, <laughs> but 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 on the whole, it was a really really fun year. And like you said, like Dodger Stadium, Yankees, like those those the the places with with history, but also with juice, man. There's just there's something about those parks when, when you walk in, you sit down for a game. Any and, night of the week. It could be a Tuesday and, night in May, and, and it's lit in there. No doubt. No doubt. It's just um, it's different, and um, that, that that adds to the experience as well. So, um, and, and you talk about attendance. I imagine, the, I imagine the Dodgers will be up there again this year with, with all, the, all the buzz and, and noise of the offseason. Oh, of course. I mean, incoming, Shohei Otani, Yashinobu Yamamoto. Here in New York, we spent a stupid amount of time talking about, oh, whoa, when Otani hits free agency, he's going to be a Met. That never even kind of transpired, but Yamamoto was actually a real, like, possibility for the Mets and the Yankees where we went back and forth, hosts on the fan, arguing, he's coming to us, he's coming to us. We actually thought we were competing for the first time for a free agent we were never actually competing for him. He was always going to be a Dodger. So I'll say this before I ask you about your expectations. I'm I'm a, I'm a hater. I mean, I, I never hated on the Dodgers, being the Brooklyn Dodgers. But as, as a Yankee fan, I am going to be on the fan after Yankee games. And on my MacBook, I'll be watching you guys. I'll, I'll have uh, MOB.TV fired up. And I will be rooting for the super team, the $1 billion duo to lose. Hey, hey, so I think I think that is perfect that you bring that up. So I think most sports fans know the bowler Pete Weber, right? He's famous for who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, we just so came he, across he, twelve years since that, or fourteen years, yeah, twelve years since something that. like that. So, so when he, he before he he bowled his his last frame, he said something to the effect of "Hate me or love me, you watched." And I think that the Dodgers and the Yankees can both speak to that existence, right? People watched. But fans watch because they want to see him succeed, and everybody else watches because they want to see the empires fall. Yep. They put butts in seats and butts in front of the TV screen or the phone or the tablet or the sports bar. It's undeniable. So I think that that when I, when I said at the off the hop that I would love for the Dodgers and Yankees to be on an October collision course, meeting in the postseason for the first time since the 1981 World Series, I think it would be. Epic, you know, people have like to uh, bloviate about what's good or bad for the sport these days, and write columns about all that. What's good for the sport is compelling storylines, and to me, it yes, am I am I somewhat biased, like sit, sitting in a broadcast booth for one of those teams? Sure, but I think that New York in L.A., you know, Judge and Betts and Cole. And you know, like the and Ota- like the on and on, like the the star power, the hate power, all of it would just would be spectacular for the game of baseball. So that's that's where I'm at. So and I think the Dodgers and they're they're aware of that. You know, like they they know that 
every series they walk into, the boos on the road are going to be a little bit louder, right? Um, and the cheers when they lose are going to be a little bit louder, right? And they're aware of kind of all that, that mountain that's sitting on top of their shoulders heading into this year. So I'm, I'm very anxious and curious to see how they handle it through the course of 162. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I think baseball is alive and well. I always tell folks listening to my show that 10 years ago, I was in the MLB fan cave, and the first two people they picked were myself and my good friend Serena Sanchez, Dodgers season ticket holder. Her dad was there when they won the World Series in 88. They've had season tickets all these years. They put her and I in the fan cave first because the dream for Major League Baseball is to have Yankees, Dodgers, World Series, those two markets, those two fan bases who you know lead the American League and, and National League in attendance clash in the World Series. If that can actually happen this year, baseball will be better than we've seen it in the last few decades. Yeah, I mean, just I mentioned the Yankees and Dodgers not playing in, in October since the 81 World Series. There right. hasn't been a New York-LA championship series going on a decade. The last one was, what, the 2014 Cup Final, the Stanley Cup Final with the Kings and the Rangers. You know, which the, which the Kings we won. We saw the and, Dodgers Mets play in 2015 in the but, NLCS. But a championship, but you're right. But a, but a, so so. But a, it's a the Mets, so it's like you know, right. it's not the right. same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I, but hey, not really. The, those phone lines, hey, Connor's going to be the, the they're lighting up right now. Mets fans are calling <laughs> in to hit, hit Cam up about his Mets hate. Bring them but on. no, like. Like a like a like a full on world championship series, there hasn't been one um, in ten years now. So I think you know what, what better time than the present? Let's get it cracking, man. Like there, there's a lot of overlap, right? You know, it's and it's not just like the Victor Gonzalez, Caleb Ferguson trades of this offseason, but like you're going back, like Donnie Baseball, Joe Torre, Will Borth uniforms. Yep. You got Sheffield and Strawberry um, from Tommy John to Tommy Canely. Like, you know, like Dave Roberts stole second on Mariano in 2004. Like, Giancarlo sent a ball into orbit out of Dodger Stadium. Like, there's a lot of, beyond, like, the, the, the top of the star pool the two teams have, to me, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot there that we could dig into. My man Jerry Harrison Jr. I work with now at Sportsnet LA, you know? Yeah. yeah. Shout out so, to him. So and, and I got to yeah. kick it with his brother with the Players Alliance at the All-Star Game. Good people, both of them. Great people, man. So, like, I, yeah, so I just, you know, when you really sit down and sit with the Yankees and Dodgers heading into 2024, I, I mean, sign me up. Sign me up now. Steven, you're the man. Thanks for taking the time out. I know I took you away from your beautiful wife and kids. I'll let you get back to that, and I hope to see you soon. Hey, don't don't tell anybody you did me that you did me a solid. That was a gift. I got away <laughs> from the screaming children for 20, 20 or so minutes. Hey, and jokes aside, man, congrats to you and yours. And hey, you're you're in parenthood now too, so we're in the club together. Um, I appreciate you and the and the team of the fan for uh, carving out some time for me. We'll chop it up again soon, brother. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.